0: Hello, and thank you for joining us on our Inspire Church podcast. It's our prayer that this message inspire you, that it builds your faith, and that it can help you see how God desires to move in your life. Enjoy the message. Hi, Church. We are in a series called Different. As you know, we are living in a different world at the moment because of the COVID virus and there are adjustments that need to be made, and we all kind of search for, let's get back to normal. And I just believe that in this season, you know, different things are happening within our life, in our families, in our workplace, in our governance. It's just things are continuously changing. So when we're talking about, let's get back to normal, I don't know if we'll ever get back to normal as it was. We are living in different days. And I really believe that as we look at this series different, I'm not trying to bring instability into people's lives. I'm just trying to get us to open our hearts and open our minds to embrace a new season that God is leading us into. And we've been looking at prayer, praying different prayers. And based on the average prayer that people pray and the prayer requests that we receive, most prayers are for those that affect us and for those that we love, like heal my grandmother, help my marriage, help me get a job, etc. I believe we should be praying these prayers, and God does encourage us to pray these prayers, but just not limit ourselves to those kind of prayers because God may want to do something and I not only does God want to, but God desires to do other things within our life. So I just want to challenge us today to pray different. Go beyond the shopping list. Not safe, predictable, harmless prayers, but different prayers, maybe even dangerous prayers. Today I want to give more attention to How about this concept, God speak to me? You see, we we pray prayers to God, but do we allow God to speak to us? In the Bible, there's a story of a young man, and his name was Samuel. He later on in life became a great prophet in Israel. But as a lad, God spoke to him twice, but he never recognized God's voice. So he went to his mentor. And his mentor kind of understood that God is trying to get through to this young man. So he says to Samuel, if you hear the voice again, say this, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And I want to encourage us today, let's develop an ear to hear the voice of God. You see, the God we serve is a speaking God. Some of the gods that we see in the Bible that belong to the pagan gods were gods of stone, wood. You see, they they weren't a hearing god. They weren't a speaking god. But the god that we serve, he is alive, he's risen, and he's active, and he's speaking into our lives. Right back at the beginning, we find in Genesis chapter 3, verses 8 to 11, this is Adam and Eve, and they said, And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden. In the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called out to Adam and said to him, Hey, Adam, where are you? And He said, I heard your voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said to them, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you that you should not eat? As I look at this scripture, it seems like it was a daily event that God would come down in the cool of the evening and Adam and Eve and God would have fellowship. They spoke to one another. It wasn't just a prayer list. They just had that talking about the day, probably talking about animals, probably... I don't know what they would have been talking about. But one day when God came down, Adam was hiding. And God had to call out to him, where are you? And I believe that we live in a time where God is calling out to us. Where are we? So it says in verse 10, so he said, I heard your voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked. And sometimes God's calling out to us and we feel that we're too vulnerable. We're too sinful, you know, to come and appear before God. And verse 11 says, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you that you should not eat it? You see, something terrible happened. Adam and Eve were tempted to do something that God said, Hey, don't do it. And because of their sin, their sin separated them from God, and they were put out of the Garden of Eden. They were putting, they were put out of heaven, as it were. They were put out of paradise. And as we look from that time right up to Christ, the voice of the Lord from that time to Christ was very rare. God would speak to kings. God would speak to prophets so as to lead and guide the children of Israel. We do have cases that are very spasmodic over thousands of years where with Abraham, God spoke to him, and Abraham spoke to God, and God said, hey, Abraham, I'm going to bless you. In you, all the seed of the earth is going to be blessed, and I'm going to bless you, and you're going to be a blessing to many. And Abraham had many occasions where he spoke to God. Moses was another one. God spoke to him. Moses spoke to God, and God said, hey, go to Pharaoh and tell the Pharaoh to let my people go. And then we see in another case. And these are all separated by hundreds of years. God appeared to Solomon. He spoke to him twice, how he would bless him as Solomon made the decision to walk in the ways of God. See, as you look at these encounters, many times God's voice is instructional. But you look at Moses and Joshua, they spend time in the presence of God, just cultivating God's presence letting it saturate every part of their life, just waiting a little bit longer in the presence of God. And we see that King David, it seems like that even at a young age, he developed a heart towards God and he just walked with God in the presence of God. Then we see another character by Enoch in the Old Testament. He used to walk with God so often that they walked with God one day and went for a walk and Enoch disappeared. And the Bible says that Enoch was not because God had taken him. You see, then we think if we could only have an encounter with God like Abraham did or Moses or Samuel, or even the Apostle Paul. You see, with the Apostle Paul in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, that God got Paul's attention by knocking him off his horse. And then as he lay on the ground, Paul saw a great light from heaven that blinded him. And God spoke to him. And then we begin to think, if God did that to me, man, I'd believe in him. I'd have peace in my life. I'd have that ongoing communion with him. But can I ask you a question? Have you ever been knocked off your horse? Has something happened in your life where you just think, wow? You know, have you ever been to a time where you just feel like blinded, you don't know what to do? You see, there are opportunities for us to reach out to God in times of crises and whatever time it be and just say, God, Will you speak to me? And we may be amazed what God will do within our life. So here is my question today that I ask myself and want to ask you. How are you going to develop your spiritual journey or develop a spiritual center within your life? You know, and the the answers could be varied and many, I'll, I'll be a good person. I won't steal, I won't tell lies, I won't commit adultery, I won't get drunk, you know, or I'll go to church or I'll I'll serve or, or I'll study. You see, all these things may be good, but let's go deeper. What could we do different that's below the ground level in our life that is so important? If you could just see this for a moment, that in life we live on a ground level. Every day we get up and we walk and we, we we spend time with our family. You know, we've got our house, we've got our car, we've got our children, and we're just walking on this ground level. And I just think sometimes it's very fragile and it's very thin, and I'm not trying to put insecurity into people's lives. But what happens if something comes from left field? What happens if weight comes upon our life? Is our foundation strong enough? to hold us. And I want to suggest today that we begin to go a bit deeper in our spiritual life for our own security, for our own well-being, and for our own future. I believe we can go deeper. You see, Christ came. And when Jesus Christ came, he says, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends. There's a big difference between a servant A servant does this, a servant does that. But a friend, they may do things, but the whole essence of it, there is a relationship. There is things that you have in common. And then Jesus said, not only, you know, do I call you friends, he says, I will send you the Holy Spirit. And he says the good news about the Holy Spirit that he would be upon you for your authority and for your power to live and do what you need to do in life in your parenthood, in your workplace, whatever it might be. But also he said he would be within you for relationship, empowerment, understanding that you can just know that you know that God loves you and what he's doing within your life and to become more Christ-like. What am I saying is Adam and Eve had that kind of relationship with God. It was not just an outer thing. It was an inner thing. They sense the closeness of God. But because of their sin, man was separated from God. But because of Jesus, what was lost in Adam has been restored in Christ so that we can know the power of God upon us and also that we can know his presence within us and we can develop the voice of the Lord. I like the idea created by God when he came to Adam and Eve in the garden. I believe that God wants to speak to us, if you can understand what I mean, in the garden of our life. You see, when we speak about gardens, we think of something that's beautiful. We think of going, walking around and smelling the roses and appreciating God's creation. I believe the inner garden of our life is a place that we create in God. It's beautiful. It's pleasant for God to come in. It's a joy for us to live in it. You see, gardens that get overrun with weeds, oh, man, it's difficult. Some people say that was once nice, but now it's been neglected. And I believe that God wants us not to neglect the garden of our life, but always cultivate the inner parts of our life so that the presence of God can come and that we can have fellowship with God within our spirit. I believe we can cultivate the inner garden, the inner sanctum of your life, and God's spirit is present. And I believe that where God's spirit is present within our life, we'll begin to have fruits like courage, we'll have hope, we'll have love, we'll have joy, we'll have endurance, we'll have peace. And as Galatians 5, to 25 talks about, the fruits of the Spirit will be obvious within our life. Capacities for self-control, abilities to discern evil and find the truth. I just want to read this last scripture to you. And it's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 26 to 27 in the New King James Version. This is Paul saying this. He says, Therefore, I run not with uncertainty. He knows what he's doing. I fight not as one who beats the air. There is a purpose. I'm aiming at things. I discipline my body and I bring it into subjection, lest I find myself disqualified. I want to encourage us today Cultivate the inner self, the garden where God can dwell. I'm not talking about a system. There are good prayer lists. There are good Bible studies. But I want you to ask yourself, what will it take to make my walk with God go deeper? You know, sometimes it's when outer things begin to fail and we have nowhere else to go, so we we look to God. And that can be a great thing, never waste an opportunity. Or you could just look at your own life and just say, is my life strong enough to hold me as I move forward in life? And I found myself, the best way to cultivate a relationship with God and get to know his voice is by surrendering to him. Thanks again for joining us. If you have any questions or simply for more information regarding Inspire Church, visit us at inspiredchurch.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. It's our prayer that you live inspired by the Word of God and more alive in Him than ever before. Until next time.